You're listening to Through the Rift, your guide to enjoying your favorite game. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the eighth episode of Through the Rift. I'm Lex. And I'm Nikki. And today we're talking all about artifacts, puzzles, and cairns. We'll also have overachievers. Tips and tricks. And guild perks. So pour yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Through the Rift. The faceless man orders and I obey. I don't ask questions. We like to start the show off by talking about what we've been up to this week in the game. So, Nikki, what have you been doing lately? Quite a few things. It seems like every time I play, I always do instant adventures. That's a given nowadays. So I will ask the guildies and see whoever wants to come with. And it's no problem what level they are because we just mentor to, I guess, the the person that has the lowest level. It, It automatically mentors us. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes when it's feeling like it. (laughs) But that's always a lot of fun. And I know you've been joining me um, in doing those almost daily. (laughs) Yeah, I pretty much... um, That's kind of a staple in my gaming now is I almost always will do at least some random instant adventures Mm -hmm. with each character every time I play. Uh, Okay, yeah. How many characters is that that you're doing instant adventures on? Um, just two right just now. Two? Okay. I, I have other characters, but, but right now I'm just mainly playing my, my cleric and my mage. Very nice. But okay. back to you. What are you doing, Nikki? Well, I like I said, doing IAs, and I think it's a great way to get the guild together and doing something, because everybody wants to do those 14 daily randoms. So yeah, and it's nice. probably the, um, the most user-friendly when it comes right. to doing something with people of very different levels. Mm-hmm, definitely. I mean, I mean, you can do dungeons, but it's just a little more uh, complicated because you can only have five people and you need to have certain roles. And, you know, depending on what levels you're at, you, you may or may not be limited in what dungeons you can do. So, right. yeah, mm-hmm. the, the IAs um, are great for, for that kind of thing. And they'll be even better when they get them straightened out. Exactly. <laughs> And then the other thing that I do almost daily, but definitely when I whenever I log in, is the Hero Rises Chronicle. Oh, and, you're still doing that, huh? Oh, yeah. I love it. It's so much fun. And I've been getting good gear. I've gotten uh, a weapon called the Steel Fang. And so now I'm carrying two of those because they're, they were better than what I had and I can upgrade them, which is awesome. And I'm also working on my Imperial Conquerors set that you buy with Infinity Stone. Um, and that's from the World Gear Merchant. So I've gotten gloves. I think I've gotten the boots from them. And I got a belt in the Chronicle. So I'm getting better hit. And I finally made 303 hit. 
Yay! Yeah, I'm so happy because that means I can do experts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do some experts now. So you're you going to be doing some tanking there in the experts? Or? <laughs> Someday. <laughs> but right now, DPS, until I get the hang of things um, in the new dungeons that I haven't been in yet. And eventually I'd love to start tanking again. I'd have to build up a new set and new weapons and everything, of course. But it would be fun. And, of course, I'm still excited about someday healing as a rogue. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I just need new builds. I need a good melee build. I need a good support build. So I'm going to work on that and uh, see what I can do. And yeah. Then, yeah. You definitely need to uh, update some of those builds, I think. Yeah. I know. You've mentioned that. Although my tactician build is kind of fun right now. But I might be able to find a better build that includes tactician. So I can still use my flamethrower and run around burning things. <laughs> yeah, it just seems to me, um, especially when you're like soloing that mm-hmm. that chronicle or just soloing quests, it, it seems like, I mean, the tactician thing is great, but it, it seems like, what, what's your other souls with that build? You, you've got some kind of, is it marksman or ranger? I believe it's ranger. Yeah, it just seems like um, you'd be better off with some kind of melee mm-hmm. soul instead of that whatever that range soul is that you have right um yeah i don't know i i would really recommend that you look at the the pre-made builds and and go from there and you know i was thinking the other day um it's kind of i don't know as a level 60 trying a new build can be a little crazy because you have so many abilities and things to do and i was thinking um I was actually thinking about this, like if you wanted to start tanking, but it really work with anything is what you could do is you could, um, load one of those, those pre-made builds and then don't spend all your talent points or your soul points in it. Like, like say you're, you're going to go into realm of the Fae level 17. I mean, it wouldn't be hard to figure out how many, soul points a level 17 character has just Mm -hmm. spend that number of soul points using uh the directions that the game gives you as far Mm -hmm. as where to put them and then do that dungeon with that build and get a feel for it and then when you go to the next dungeon you know spend a few more of your soul points and kind of like i guess you'd kind of be recreating the leveling experience and fast forward right i think that would be a lot easier way to like, for instance, if you're going to do your tanking build, which is completely new and something you've never done before, mm-hmm. um, I think that'd be a good way to do it. Yeah. Okay. I'll try that. I'll see if that's possible. Because you said use a pre-made, right? And then try that? Yeah, because what okay. happens it, when you load a pre-made, it's going to show you where to spend each point. Mm-hmm. So not only, you know, like if you get a build on on the forums or something a lot of times you know you get the what your talent trees look like at level 60 right but you don't know where to put those points as you're leveling up necessarily Mm -hmm. and the nice thing with the the in-game builds is they each time you get a soul point they they show you where to spend it and um it's it's just a lot easier to learn the ins and outs of of your build and the synergies and the different things that you need to do, like just kind of taking it a piece at a time instead of trying to do it as a level 60 with, you know, all those soul points. Yeah, that's really daunting to me. 
just like I'm going to have all these things that I'm going to have to relearn or learn for the first time. And, and a lot of times what you would do in in similar games other than Rift is you would say, well, I'm just going to make a new rogue right. level one and I'm going to level up with this new build so I can kind of learn the build. But with Rift, with between um, the mentoring and the being able to create a new build and kind of spend points as you go in your soul trees, you can basically recreate that experience of making a new character without having to make a new character. Hmm, that's really interesting. I'm going to try that. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd rather not have to make a new character. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, so in-game, um, you were talking about your alt just now, and I've been running around with her, too, and just doing IAs with you, but also making you some gear. So I made you, let's say, composite shoes, um, a seal, I think the guile seal, and some hand wraps. Yeah. And then I made you a few costume items, so. Yeah, I, I, uh, I like my new outfit on my mage. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's old world outfit, so it's, mm-hmm. you know, the same stuff we've been seeing forever. I'm looking forward to, to getting the Storm Legion where I can get her um, some of the Storm Legion stuff for wardrobe or um, even just getting, uh, like, buying some wardrobe stuff. Yeah. Well, you never know. Someone's birthday is coming up. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, I was collecting artifacts. And we were in, um, where were we? We were in Iron Pine Peak. That's it. It's the snowy one. And we were in Cloudborn Tarn. It's one section of Iron Pine Peak right next to um, the one of the ports. And I found tons of artifacts there, so I was just hunting around all over there. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that later. And then I also was um, looking and using my map extension add-on for a while. And I just wanted to try it out and see what it's like. And the verdict is still out. I know that you have it or you had it once, but you don't use it that often. So I didn't want to put it into tips and tricks if we're not both using it. But um, I kind of like it. It tracks your achievements and your resource nodes. So it's cool. And then what else did I do? Oh, I got an achievement for closing 150 fire rifts. So that was cool. Yeah, that's a lot of fire rifts. Yeah. And I used to work on them before we took our break. But I'm I have you know, I haven't lately. And it just was a surprise. It's like, oh, I closed my 150th fire rift. Oh, that's called flame bright. Flame Blight Champion Achievement, just for those that are interested. Awesome. Yeah. And then the last thing that was really cool that happened to me was I got glorified with the Lysini finally. And that was a 20-point achievement, so that was neat. Yeah, very good. I've I've gotten glorified with them. Um, I've been trying to get some progress with the Torvin Hunters, but I've got a long way to go on that. Mm-hmm. So that's about it from me. What have you been doing, Lex? Well, let's see. On my cleric, I've been doing a lot of rifts. I'm I'm not sure why, other than I just like doing rifts, I guess. <laughs> um, so something kind of interesting happened the other night, and uh, I'm not sure if this was a bug or if this is just something that happens. Okay. But I was... Uh, working on our guild quest so we we had this guild quest where we had to seal i think it was 50 rifts 
but they had to be at least level 50. Mm-hmm. And we've been getting a lot of new members in the guild. Uh, a lot of listeners from the podcast have been joining the guild in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, a lot of these new people, they're, they're uh, relatively new characters. So they're not level 50 yet. Right. And so there's really just a handful of us that were able to work on that that quest. And most of those are people that have been in the guild for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I think it has to do with the level of your guild because I notice now that we're we're level 11 that pretty much all of the guild quests we're getting now are quests that you have to be like 50th level to do where before it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I am, well, I do know. I am not a fan of that. Um, you know, the level of your guild and the level of the characters in your guild are not at all related and mm-hmm. and I don't like that once your guild gets to a certain level now all the quests are high level quests right that the lower level members of your guild can't do I mm-hmm. really enjoyed uh, the quests we used to get where for instance you would get a quest to close rifts but it would just be any rift that grants you experience so mm-hmm. it didn't matter I mean you could close rifts in free march and you could even do it as a level 60 as long as you mentored down to where you were getting experience. Um, the same way, uh, it worked the same way with the Rift Creature slaying quests where, you know, they just had to be green for you. Right, um, yeah. But now all of a sudden, all the quests are, you know, the mobs have to be level 50 or the Rifts have to be level 50. Oh, man. And um, it just, it totally sucks, honestly. <laughs> um, I don't like, I don't like that. And, and I don't like how it kind of, sends this message to people in the guild of, well, you know, you got to hurry up and get to level 50 so that you can actually contribute to the guild and so that what you do matters. Yeah, and that's no fun. Yeah, I, I don't like that. It's not the, the message I want to send in my guild, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's the message anyone should want to send in any guild unless maybe you're in like a raiding guild or or maybe like a end game PvP guild or something like that where mm-hmm. you don't want people who are leveling but for most guilds where you have a you know a fairly diverse range of character levels and player experience mm-hmm. to have guild quests that you know only you know the quote unquote cool kids in the guild can do <laughs> right I just honestly I think it's bullshit so <laughs> I'm not a fan and and I'm not a fan of the extremely limited nature of the guild quests that um you know, give me quests of varying levels and let me pick which one I want. You know, you've got three stinking quests to choose from. One's PvP, one's Rift, and the other one's Artifacts or something. But they're all the same level. Right. So I, I would love to see more variety in guild quests, not just in the ones that you have as your options every week, but in the ones you have to choose from. Give us more than three to pick from. Right. You know, and... and if it's really important for some reason that guilds can't do more than three or it's really six guild quests in a week, then you can still limit it and say you can only complete six a week, but, but give us more to choose from. Right. That's a good idea. So anyway, I got on this huge tangent about the guild quest. So I was on Ember Isle, um, to do these, these quests because I, I wanted to knock out as many as I could as quickly as I could. So we could hopefully get a better, a better guild quest and so I decided to go to Ember Isle because obviously the rifts there are going to be 
level 50 or higher. Mm-hmm. And I mentored down to level 54. So I was getting experience for them. Um, but as a 60 mentor down to 54, I mean, I was in a full on DPS inquisitor build by myself. And I mean, I could almost destroy the rifts faster than, <laughs> than they could keep up with me. So I started out, um, I went to a tear and I decided to open a life rift because life is, uh, one of the planar attunement trees I, I have the most points in. So I figured it would go a little quicker. So I open a life rift with, with my lure and only it wasn't a life rift that opened. It was a hellbug rift, which is a fire rift. What? So again, I don't know if this was some kind of really strange bug yeah, or if there's just a very low chance that anytime <laughs> you, you open a rift in a level 50 or greater zone that it could be a hellbug rift, even though... You know, hellbug rifts are fire rifts, and if you're opening a life rift, you shouldn't be getting a fire rift. Right. So, wow. Yeah, I, I'm I'm choosing to believe it was a bug, mm-hmm. just because um, the the thought that that Tryon would would make it work that way on purpose is, I think, really annoying because it's like I have this lure that I had to spend you know planar attunement points to get, so I can specifically open a life rift. Mm-hmm. And I use it, and I get a fire rift. You know, yeah, with the crap. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I I think you're probably right. And I mean, among the other bugs that we have discussed on the show, I'm sure that's it. So I want to give a shout out to one of our new guildies and oh. a listener of the show. His name is Poggle, and he kind of talked me into uh, playing my Inquisitor build again because mm-hmm. I've I've been kind of sick of it. Um, and so, yeah, I had some fun uh, soloing riffs with that. It's definitely a lot faster than mm-hmm. doing it in my, my tank build. Cool. Um, I died once or twice, but it was just because I was, you know, pulling way more than I should have. Because you thought you were in your tank mode. <laughs> no, I just, you know, I was like, oh, well, last time I did six. Let's see if this time I can do eight. <laughs> and yeah, sometimes it didn't work. Um, one of those rifts, I got a blue deeps lockbox from uh, one of the mobs in the rift, and I of course sold that on the auction house mm-hmm. because that's the smart thing to do. <laughs> um, I finally caught up uh, with my uh, turning in my gathering mats in uh, Ashora, so I finally got caught up on those to where um, actually today for the first time I went to Ashora and I didn't have enough to turn in for any of those gathering quests. So I'm finally caught up. So now I, I need to start gathering again. Same here. So I can turn those in. Yep. Um, I also soloed some rifts in Ashora with my full-on Inquisitor build and that was fun. Um, wasn't sure if I'd be able to solo a you know a level 60 rift mm-hmm. uh with uh, full inquisitor but i i did it um they were minor rifts they weren't major congratulations and yeah thank you i'm i'm pretty sure i would have to be in at least a half tank build to uh solo a major rift um in a level 60 zone at this point but mm-hmm. maybe i'll try that next week okay um also i think you were with me when this happened i was in a life rift and i haven't done this actual life rift before but it, it was pretty funny um, because in the middle of the rift, there was a Lathis balloon. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, right. And yeah. you, you charged it kind of like you charge a, a source well. Mm-hmm. And every time you charged it, it got b- bigger and then, you know, spawned more rift critters for you to fight. And then mm-hmm. eventually you charged it big enough that it exploded and uh, confetti went everywhere. So, <laughs> so that was kind of fun. And that was the one that we had to pop balloons in, right? Yeah, yeah. That and awesome. it was called the Staggeringly Vast Lathis Balloon. Ah, uh, okay. So um, I believe we were in Storm Legion, probably in Ashura when that happened. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty, pretty fun. So with doing all these riffs, I finally got the Feybound Champion Achievement, which is the achievement for closing uh, 75 life rifts. Nice. I believe that might be the last of the 75 rift achievements that i had to get so now okay. i'm, I'm going to be working on the 150 ones mm-hmm. like like you got with fire and then you and i together we did some uh great hunt one riffs which was uh fairly fun what do you think of the great hunt riffs great hunt one that the we did? first word that comes to mind when you say that is chaos <laughs> it feels like there is so many things to do at once sometimes and then, you know, just burning down the boss takes a while. So, and then that's the one where you charge up uh, the turrets, right? And you just want to charge up one. And that way, all the mobs basically come to one. At least that's the theory. Well, that's what we did because there were only two of us. Um, in the beginning right, right. phases, um, if, if you, you just charge the one turret, then most of the mobs will either come for that turret or they'll go for the... Uh, the source well or whatever it's called in the middle of the rift but mm-hmm. then you get to the part where the plane arc uh spawns which is basically the final boss of the rift that you have to defeat and at that point you want to charge as many of those turrets as you can because what happens is there are certain phases where he gets like a shield on him mm-hmm. and that can only be um gotten through by by the turrets so I keep saying turrets by the turrets. (laughs) So the more turrets you have, you know, the quicker you get through that part of it. Okay. But yeah, the, uh, you know, how much you, you charge that source well and how much and how many of the turrets you charge does influence, um, how many, uh, invasions spawn and how, you know, powerful those invasions are. So if you're, if you're doing any of the hunt rifts or great hunt rifts by yourself or with just like one other person, you know, you can kind of take it easy, you know, charging those things up and just do a little bit of a time at a time. And you can kind of control the difficulty in that way to, to what's comfortable for you. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So, um, also you, I think this was yesterday, you did one of our guild quests single-handedly. Oh, I forgot um, all about you that. You killed 60 Endless in Stillmore, and I think it took you maybe 10 minutes to do tops. <laughs> so that was yeah. pretty funny. And and right before that, two of our new guildies uh, completed another guild quest. Almost, I think the two of them did it like 90 plus percent themselves, um, where they... Uh, killed 500 rift creatures Mm -hmm. um and they did that in like i think two or three hours they just like knocked that out it's pretty (laughs) hilarious and uh i've done some instant adventures on my mage you know most days i i play the first thing i do is some instant adventures on my mage and then i might do some on my cleric 
Um, and I also did some dungeons, and uh, of course I ended up healing in all of them, which is fine. I don't mind healing on my mage. It's actually pretty fun. I didn't have any tanks um, die on me, which is which is cool. Nice work. Um, speaking of instant adventures, mm-hmm. I have to say uh, with... Uh, disappointment and sadness in my heart (laughs) that unfortunately the instant adventures are still fucked oh because you get uh lower level zones yeah i i swear every time i queue for an instant adventure with my mage i get either free march or gloamwood (laughs) every time my mage is now level 45 i i got this idea in my head because you know the the game is so bugged right now and we've Mm -hmm. talked about in, in previous episodes, we talked about some of our tricks we figured out of getting the mentoring to work for you when you're actually queuing in a group with different levels and trying to do dungeons or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because the mentoring is so bugged right now that you kind of have to jump through these hoops to, to get the thing to work. Um, so I had an idea with the, the uh, Instant Adventure. I thought, well, maybe it has something to do with where you are when you queue. And maybe I'm getting free march all the time because I'm sitting in Meridian and I queue there. Because I have noticed with my my cleric who's level 60, and this could just be coincidence, but it seems like if I'm in a Storm Legion zone when I queue for Instant Adventure, I will most likely get an Instant Adventure in a Storm Legion zone. Mm -hmm. But if I'm in one of the Old World zones and I queue, I almost always get stuck in some lower level old world zone so i thought well maybe it actually matters where you are when you when you queue which it shouldn't but you know it wouldn't be the first time things didn't work the way (laughs) you thought they should right so i even tried like i I tried going the iron pine and queuing from there i tried going the shimmer sand and queuing from there Mm -hmm. and it it doesn't seem to make any difference. I still ended Aww. up in Gloamwood or Silverwood or wow. or Free March like almost every time. It was ridiculous. And one time, um, just earlier today, um, you and I were in a group and mm-hmm. you were on your level 60 rogue yeah. and I'm on my level 45 mage and we do the, you know, random queue for IA. You know, we get Free March or something. So then I'm like, well, why don't you try mentoring down to 45? And maybe if we're both 45, it'll actually give us, you know, something close to that level. Right. And then we got Stonewood. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, God, I hope they fix this soon because, um, you know, Instant Adventure is so great for a guild like ours where we have so many new players and returning players and low level characters. And it's so great to be able to, to get together as many people as you can of all different levels and, you know, just queue for instant adventure and it teleports you around and you can have fun together and it automatically mentors you and all that good stuff. It's so great. Or it would be if it worked. But, you know, doing instant adventure over and over in Free March or Gloamwood, I mean, it's like I've done every single one of those instant adventures more times than I can count. And I know. We always get those two. It's like, oh, goody, I get to kill some more bats in Gloamwood. How many right. times have I done this? This exact <laughs> IA in this exact spot with this exact mob. Yep. And it's just frustrating because there are so many, so many zones in this game. There, There's no excuse right. for it. I mean, I can't remember last time I got an IA in Ember Isle or in... Um, Moonshade or Drought oh, yeah, Lands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, the the AI behind the 
you know, instant adventure group forming and how it decides where to put you and what level to put you is just totally fucked. And I just, (laughs) I hope they fix it, but honestly, I don't know if they will or can because it's always been like this and it seems like maybe it might be the way the whole thing's designed and it's Mm. something that in order to quote unquote fix it, they'd have to basically just build it up again from scratch. Hmm. Yeah, I have no idea. I feel like it should just be a random number, like the percentage, a percentage basically. And, you know, 2% of the time you can get free march or 3% of the time you can get this zone, that kind of thing. And just set it all equal. Like you have an equal chance to get any zone. But I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm sorry but that just, it's disappointing you. <laughs> I, I think that if it were easy to fix or fixable, I yeah. would hope that they would have fixed it by now i mean instant adventure has been around for what over a year yep Mm -hmm. i think so so you know it's not working the way it should or the way it was intended or the way we were told it would work um Mm -hmm. so i would think they would have fixed it yeah but they haven't and and you know they did the cross shard thing and it's the same Mm -hmm. i mean yeah you might have a bigger group now but you're still going to be in free march just on a different shard (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) so yeah i oh i just hope they can they can get it ironed out because if it worked the way it's supposed to i would say the instant adventure is one of the biggest draws of this game i'd say instant adventure and the rifts and zone events would be the big three Hmm. you know if i were going to try to get someone to play this game if i were going to try to sell this game to someone that maybe plays some other you know mmo that's very similar and they're like well why should i play this instead of wow or guild wars they're basically the same Mm -hmm. you know those would be the three things i would say is well instant adventure zone events and rifts are three things you're not going to find in other games and they're awesome and i would love to be able to tell people that i'd love to be able to tell people Mm -hmm. you know you can you can have your buddy who's a brand new you know level 10 character and you can be on your level 60 character and you guys can ia together all day long and and as you do so and as your buddy levels the the ia is is smart about it and so starts putting you in higher and higher level zones as as your buddy is leveling instead of just you know putting you in the newbie zone over and over oh yeah that'd be cool yeah so (laughs) i really want to be able to tell people that and you know really uh you know be able to i think it it could be a huge selling point for rift yeah maybe even the biggest selling point for rift Wow, that's high praise. <laughs> well, don't you think? It's it's a lot better than questing. You don't have to run back to your quest hub and turn stuff in. It, it's mm-hmm. just, it's very, um, it's very well suited for our kind of mentality in this society today. You know, people want instant gratification. They want it now. <laughs> they want, you know, hard hitting, fast paced gameplay. And that's, that's what instant adventure is. Good point. So, yeah. Lots of potential there. Definitely, definitely. All right. Other than that little disappointment, is there anything else that you've been doing in-game? Um, well, the last thing is I was looking at my roles on my mage yesterday and realized mm-hmm. that I had one that was still empty that Ooh. I haven't used yet. So I started putting together um, an Archon build for my mage for support. Um didn't really get much farther than putting putting all the points in and kind of looking at what everything did and i actually sort of 
did what I was talking about earlier, where I used the the pre-made uh, Archon build in the game, which is called the alt- Altruist. Okay. And I just put the points in it uh, one by one, and you know, as I put each point in, I read the little tooltip. What does this talent do for me? Which root uh, abilities were just unlocked, and what do those do? Mm-hmm. And kind of uh was was figuring it out as i went like that and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun um the archon does have some damage based spells and they're fire based and the build is archon and pyromancer and then you have a zero point soul which i think was chloromancer but i'm not sure but obviously the archon and the pyromancer have great synergy because they're both using fire um but the archon looks pretty cool you're doing uh dps and while you're using your various uh damaging abilities they're uh putting various uh debuffs on the enemies and putting various buffs on the people in your group so it looks like a lot of fun but i haven't uh haven't had a chance to try it yet like i said i got my points spent in the souls and now comes the fun task of setting up all my hot bars and right. making my macros mm-hmm. figuring out my rotations or uh and uh then getting on the practice dummies and figuring things out and speaking of rotations this is just total aside total tangent here okay but uh i gotta try to stop using that word rotations oh okay why is that um rotations is kind of a bad word it i mean uh a lot of, if not all the builds in Rift, uh, it's really not rotations mm-hmm. anymore. I think maybe in some some prior games out there, it, it was just rotations. Like, you, okay. you do these abilities in this order. Um, or maybe ro- rotations have has always been uh, something that people that didn't completely know what they were doing used. Um, but at least in Rift, I, I mean, more than rotations, it, it's uh, ability priority yeah yeah it's not, to elaborate on what you're saying it's to know okay in this particular situation i need to interrupt and in this other situation i need to cleanse or well no no that's that not what i'm talking about i'm oh, talking okay. about dps like people when you talk about dps people will talk about their dps rotation which gives the impression of i do these certain abilities in a certain order and then i just repeat that but it's not really a rotation usually it's a list of priorities so if this dps's ability ability is available that's my top priority i use that one if that one's not available then my second priority is this ability i use that and and on down the line mm-hmm. so okay that can kind of i guess you could kind of translate that into a rotation but it's a little more involved than that and um yeah, so, but I guess ability priority just doesn't, or ability prioritization just doesn't <laughs> roll off the tongue like rotation does. Right. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe we can come up with a better, more accurate term. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Um, so, hopefully next week, maybe I'll uh, play around with the Archon build a little bit. Maybe I'll actually get into a dungeon where someone wants support and I can whip out the Archon. And... uh See how it goes. It'll be fun. Excellent. Tell me, elf woman, do you ascended have good need? 
before we move on to the next main segment, I know that you are drinking a tasty beer. What are you drinking, Lex? I am drinking uh, a beer by the New Belgian Brewing Company called Triple. It's their uh, version of a Belgian Triple. And New Belgian Brewing Company is a brewery in Colorado. And this is a, a very tasty beer. Um has a hint of coriander to it it's a fairly strong seven something percent alcohol i believe um definitely not as good as an authentic belgian triple but uh considering that it's less than half the price it's pretty damn good good excellent (laughs) how about you nikki what are you drinking i am drinking elysian night owl it's a pumpkin ale it's really, really delicious. It tastes like you're drinking a slice of pumpkin pie. And just so you get an idea of what this tastes like, I'm going to read just a sentence from the bottle. Our original pumpkin ale is brewed with over seven pounds of pumpkin per barrel and spiced in conditioning with nutmeg, clove, cinnamon, ginger, and allspice. It's awesome. And you definitely taste the allspice. At least I do. Very cool. And Elysian is a brewery here in the Seattle area. That's right. And um, they have a lot of really good beers. They, mm-hmm. they have a triple as well that I actually like a little bit better than the new Belgian triple, especially if you if I can find it on tap somewhere. Um, but their triple is a seasonal spring beer, so you can only get it for a few months out of the year. Oh, okay. But they, uh, yeah, they have quite a few really good beers. Yeah, and they have one with jasmine, one of my favorites. Yeah, the Avatar Jasmine yes. IPA is yep, really good. It. And they also, one of their seasonals, I think it was called Space Fuzz or... Oh, yeah, Super Fuzz maybe? Sup- no, it was Space something. Okay. Um, but it's, uh, it was an IPA and it was delicious. Mm, I can smell you, mortals. And I am... Hungry. All right, everybody, welcome back and welcome to the main segment of Through the Rift. I hope uh, Greenscale didn't scare anyone away. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about artifacts, puzzles, and cairns. So, as our listeners who've been with us for at least a few episodes know, we like to every episode break down one of the many, many things that you can do in this game and kind of tell you the ins and outs of it and how to have fun with it. And so you may not have even realized that you can spend a good deal of time in this game uh, exploring and finding artifacts and finding puzzles and finding cairns. But you can, and there are people who that's what they do in this game. And you can even make some pretty good money doing it. Um, so stay tuned. <laughs> so first up, we will talk a little bit to you guys about artifacts. And uh, the first thing to know about artifacts is eventually you will be able to buy an ascended ability uh that will let you find even more artifacts. And this ability, if you're defiant, is called Quantum Sight. And if you're a guardian, is called Omen Sight. 
and it's going to cost you 12,000 planarite. So, you know, you may be level 20 or so, or level 20. Actually, my mage is level 45, and I don't have 12,000 planarite. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I haven't been really trying to get it either. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, it is a good amount of planarite, especially for a beginning character. But if you don't have something else uh, really important or pressing that you want to do with your planarite, it's a great thing to save up for. Because what Quantum or Omen Sight does for you is it's a buff that you cast on yourself. It lasts for an hour. And it allows you to see a special type of artifact called Twisted Artifacts. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you don't have this ability yet and you haven't seen a twisted artifact, it looks just like a regular artifact, except, um, as you know, regular artifacts are kind of this white, sparkling, glowing ball on the ground. And the twisted artifacts are very similar, only they're red. That's right. And you can only see them when you have the quantum sight or the omen sight um, functioning on you. Right, so I highly suggest just keeping it on all the time. Yes, definitely. And even if you're just you know running around questing, of course, and exploring, but if you're doing um, chronicles, that kind of thing, I would put keep it on even in there. Yeah, you will find uh, artifacts in chronicles, mm-hmm. and a, a great way to find artifacts is while you're doing instant adventure. You can. Um, find a lot that way a lot of times so definitely have your quantum site going all the time and um i would even go so far as to uh looking into maybe an add-on to let you know if it's not going because it's easy to forget or not realize that it wore off and you didn't recast it um i use uh karul alerts okay um, which you can find that on Curse. It's K-A-R-U-U-L alerts. Um, it is a little bit more of an in-depth add-on, which is why I haven't really talked about it on the show before. It it does require um, a bit of setup. And, and so if you're not really comfortable or used to add-ons, um, it, it may be a little bit beyond you to get that set up. But... Um, if you're, you know, if add-ons are old hat for you, definitely look at that one because you can set it up not just for uh, quantum sight, but for any kind of buff or effect that you have on you, and it will let you know if that isn't there and that you should cast it. Um, there may be some other add-ons that do similar things. Just look around and curse and see what you can find. Yeah, definitely. And once you get quantum sight and omen sight um, or omen sight. I would definitely go back to the lower level zones and look around there because there'll be artifacts that you never saw before that are planted there as well. Yeah, and I have noticed, um, it seems to me that there are actually more twisted artifacts in the lower level zones than what you seem to find in the higher level zones. Oh, really? Yeah, I I mean, it could just be a perception thing, but it it definitely seems that way. And I kind of wonder if maybe that's intentional because Tryon, you know, likes the idea of you getting this ability and then going back to Free March and <laughs> Gloamwood and everything and uh, running around looking for artifacts that you couldn't see before. Yeah. And just as an aside, the Quantum or Omen Sight ability is also 
used to see the tears or portals that take you into the slivers, which are which are the ten man raids in Rift. So if you get to the point where you're ready to do some slivers, and uh, yeah, you're going to need the quantum or omen site to be able to enter the sliver. The the sliver is basically an alternate reality or another universe where maybe things went differently than they did in this universe. So you're using this quantum site to be able to see an aperture in space time that you can travel through to this other reality. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. There are also now on the Rift store, some artifact finding potions that you can buy uh, with credits. They are pretty expensive, but if artifacts are your thing, it might be worth it. There are two versions. One is for finding regular artifacts, and the other is for finding the twisted artifacts. And basically what these potions do is um, you consume them, and they allow you to track artifacts on your mini-map, just like you would uh, ore or lumber or any kind of gathering thing. So That's those pretty are neat. Pretty cool. Yeah, I kind of want to try one out now. I wonder how expensive they are. They're expensive. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and there, when you collect an artifact, it will go into a set. And the artifact sets are made up of probably three to, I don't know, I've seen as many as ten different artifacts. There's probably ones with more. And um, the last artifact on the list for these most of these sets is usually the rarest one. And it also tends to be the most expensive on the auction house. Yeah, and when it comes to artifact rarity, it, it works just like other items in the game. Um, you can tell by the color. You'll have white artifacts, green artifacts, blue artifacts, etc. Right, right. And some artifacts belong to multiple sets. And in that case, you have to collect the artifact once for each set that it goes into kind yeah. of unfortunate <laughs> yeah and the thing with the the last artifact in the list for the set being the most rare the mm-hmm. thing that happens with that is it's the most rare it's the hardest to find right and so you're gonna end up like me with a ton of artifact sets where you have all of the artifacts but one mm-hmm. and it's that last artifact and unfortunately everybody else is in the same boat so if you go in the auction house to try to buy that artifact, it's hundreds of platinum. <laughs> right. <laughs> but again, you know, like we said earlier, you know, there are people that make a lot of money hunting artifacts and, and that's kind of, that's the, uh, the the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is if you find one of those rare ones that people need to complete a set, especially if it's a set that either gives some kind of cool item or a cool title that people want, those mm-hmm. can go for ridiculous amounts of money i mean i've literally seen artifacts selling for a thousand platinum wow i don't know if people buy them but i've seen them listed for that (laughs) that is insane it is so by collecting artifacts um there are quite a few rewards that you can get um there's good reasons to collect artifacts other than just you know being a sightseer and checking out all the nooks and crannies of the world (laughs) Yeah, definitely. There's some that give achievements, some of the sets, and some grant titles. Some even give you companion pets. Yeah, so when you complete a set 
of artifacts. Um, it basically, it's like a quest, the way it works. And once you have completed that set, you've put the final artifact in the set. You have um, completed the quest, but you still need to turn it in. So you need to go to the artifact, what is it? Artifact collector, artifact dealer, I don't artifact remember vendor. The name, but yeah, I can't remember something. exactly um, what she's called, mm-hmm. but there will be one in Meridian. There'll be one in Sanctum. Um, there's one in Tempest Bay. And you find this person and you turn the artifact set into her just like it's a quest. And, and if you're lucky and it's not bugging, she'll have a little blue uh, check mark over her head like, like a quest giver does when the quest is completed. However, if you find the person and you know you finished an artifact set and she doesn't have that blue check mark, still talk to her. You can still turn in the artifact set. It's just a bug in the game that's been there since launch that sometimes that that blue check mark isn't there for some reason. Um, But yeah, you'll talk to her and you'll be able to turn in the quest and then you'll get a little XP, a little gold and... uh, any you know any rewards like titles or achievements or whatever but but yeah you won't get those rewards until you turn it in right exactly and one of the other rewards that you can get from turning in a set is lucky coins and these lucky coins can be used to buy companion pets from that artifact vendor you can also buy dimension items on the store with lucky coins and sometimes you can buy mounts Yes, and uh, if you go back to one of our earlier episodes in Tips and Tricks, I talked about some ways to get some mounts without um, paying platinum, and this is one of the ways you can do it. Um, Just off the top of my head, I know that you can get a 150% speed mount, which at the time of recording this podcast is the fastest mount in the game Mm -hmm. for 200 uh, lucky coins, and it's a really cool-looking spider mount called Arachne. Yeah. Yeah, I like that mount a lot. When you said that at this point, that's the fastest, you got me really excited. I I wonder if someday there'll be even faster mounts. That would be great. Oh, I guarantee it. I I will bet money that in 3.0, if not before, there will be a faster speed mount. Okay. But no flying mounts. (laughs) But maybe swimming mounts. That would be interesting. Yeah, with, uh, with the water content coming... Oh, and right. being able to go to the water plane in 3.0, mm-hmm. I am really hoping for some some swimming mounts. Ooh. Assuming that the water plane is all underwater, which it should be. Yeah, yeah. I bet it will be. Well, it may not be just because for some reason um, some people don't like being underwater. Oh. And now I, I probably shouldn't even say this because I probably don't know what I'm talking about. But I think Uh-oh. I remember hearing... Um, because in WoW, they had a zone, um, I don't know if it was Cataclysm or later, but at some point they had a zone that was basically if like mostly or completely underwater. Mm-hmm. And what I have heard through the grapevine is that people hated it. Oh, they hated right. it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that Tryon... Again, I'm like talking out of my ass here, but I think I remember hearing somewhere from someone that Tryon has said that the water plane will not be 100% underwater just because, for whatever reason, people seem to hate underwater content. (laughs) Um, Okay. But as someone who played D&D like all the way back and Mm -hmm. who remembers, you know, the, the elemental planes 
in D&D, which, I mean, let's face it, that's where Tryon and Blizzard and everybody else got, got all this stuff from. Um, that's what the water plane was. And, and there were, you know, pockets of air on the water plane that could have quote unquote islands in them. And I mean, there were places on the water plane that wasn't water, but the plane itself was all water. It was like a sphere of water and, and any places in the plane that weren't water was like kind of an oasis in the desert kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So, um, I'm really kind of on the edge of my seat about this because Mm -hmm. I kind of joked in a a previous episode about how I've made so many suggestions about the game and how so many of them have become part of the game. And this was one of them. This was like in the very beginning of Rift, I I was saying, I want to go to the plains. I want to, you know, instead of finding a rift tear and opening it into a rift, I want to go through the tear and -hmm. take the fight to the plains and it's finally coming guys it's coming with 3.0 we're getting access to the first plane the plane of water so i am just on the edge of my seat to see what Tryon does with this mm-hmm. um don't get me wrong i'm not worried even <laughs> if they don't do what i hope they do or what i expect them to do or what i want them to do i, I know it'll be cool they've never put any new zone in this game that wasn't fucking awesome and better than everything before it um, so I'm not worried, but I am very anxious and looking forward to finding out what they do and seeing the art and just, I can't wait. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited about the art, the concept art too. And, and just great. to continue this tangent further, I, I was okay. talking to you, Nikki, yesterday. I'm seriously considering starting to put all my planar attunement points into my water trees oh. and getting, um, all three tiers of my water, like completely maxed out. Okay. In the hopes and anticipation that A, in 3.0, we're going to get fourth t- tier planar attunement, and B, in 3.0, there are going to be some abilities in that fourth tier water attunement that are going to be very, very nice to have when you're on the water plane. Oh, that's a good idea. That's pretty cool. Now I'm glad that I just started working on my water tree in the PA. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so I'm seriously considering it, even though there are a lot of abilities in the water trees that I don't want or need. So it involves spending a lot of points that I would kind of rather spend on other trees that give me things (laughs) that would be more beneficial, but I'm really thinking about doing it. (laughs) Just so I'm ready, just in case. Yeah, eventually you'll have all the trees anyway. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, there are definitely people in this game that are uh, maxed out planar attunement. Right. It can exactly. happen, but I hope it doesn't happen to me because that would suck. Because <laughs> then it'd be back to the old days in MMOs where you get to level cap and now you can't advance and you're stuck and all you can do is grind gear and reputation. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully I never get maxed out planar attunement, but I'm pretty sure that there'll be fourth tier before I get all the third tiers filled up. I have a long ways to go. Okay. Yeah, same here. I just I just beat or I just breached or what's the word? I just got past 500 <laughs> hexes in my planar attunement. Oh, wow. Which is a lot. Yeah, good work. But I mean, I'm nowhere close to having everything filled up. Like nowhere close. Oh, okay. I'd say I'm over halfway, but but nowhere close. Okay. Wow, that was quite a tangent. (laughs) 
All right. Oh, we were talking about artifacts, and I wanted to mention that you can get teleporters um, also as a reward from some of the artifact sets. And you can get a teleporter to Shimmer Sand and Iron Pine Peak and Stillmore. Yep. Yeah, so those are great. And you actually encouraged me to collect all of those. And I'm not sorry that I did that. That was great. Yeah, my goal is to have a teleport to every zone in the game eventually. Which right now it's not possible, but one day. One day. One day. And as uh, we already mentioned, you can buy and sell artifacts on the auction house. So, um, you know, obviously, if you're all about collecting the artifacts, getting the achievements, getting the lucky coins, or or just, you know, being a completionist and getting all the artifacts you have, you're not going to want to sell any artifacts that you haven't already collected. But if you're someone that doesn't so much care about that, you may want to check the auction house when you find artifacts before you collect them and add them to your collection because some of them are worth a lot of platinum and that blue artifact you just found when you see what it sells for in the auction house you may just want to sell it even if you don't already have it Mm -hmm. but that's up to you good point very good point so i have been hunting artifacts obviously forever but when i first discovered them in the game that was what i was most excited about And so I have always loved just exploring. That's the biggest tip I can give you guys if you want to find artifacts is you have to explore to the most remote parts of the zone. Even if it doesn't look like there's any NPCs there and there's not going to be a quest, you just go in there and I hit every corner and look under every rock. Um, They love hiding artifacts in side lights and torches and inside logs. And I love it. It's, it feels like I found something special every time I find a new one. Well, I've got a tip before Nikki gives them all because she, she does a lot more artifact hunting than I do. I just pick up the ones I trip on. Um, (laughs) I don't remember who told me this, but someone recently told me this brilliant uh, way to find artifacts. And I'm sorry if you're listening and you're the one that told me and I can't remember who told me, but that is to look at night. Oh, right. Especially the Mm -hmm. twisted artifacts are very, very easy to find at night because they glow. Mm-hmm. quite brightly and um you will you will be able to find them much easier at night with lower light levels around yeah that is a great tip that's wonderful that's about the only one i got so the rest is up to you Nikki. <laughs> cheers <laughs> <laughs> nice work lex hey, you've I, done your job i you know i wrote the outline come on of course i'm just teasing <laughs> <laughs> the other interesting thing that i found is that are oftentimes a normal artifact and a twisted artifact will be right on top of each other. Really? I don't know if I've ever seen that. Really? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I see that quite often. And so I'll go and I'll find one and I'll think, oh good, a twisted artifact. And I'll pick that up and then right underneath it, directly underneath it is a normal one. So I get two. And then the other interesting thing that I found in the um, new zones, the um, Storm Legion zones, is that they're pretty close to each other. They'll be within, oh, maybe four or five yards 
um, artifacts. So I'll find one, like today I found one that was a normal and a twisted, picked picked both of those up. And then maybe four yards away, there was another normal hidden next to a wall. And I picked that one up. So they, you know, if you see one, look around for another. Yeah, another thing I've noticed is a lot of times you will find artifacts very close, if not right next to uh, gathering nodes. So if you're out foraging or mining, um, keep an eye out for artifacts. And also you can, I I think you told me this, Nikki, but you can find a lot of artifacts underwater, right? Ooh, I needed some beer there. Yeah, so you should uh, look if there's like lakes or pools or whatever in the zones, go Mm -hmm. for a swim, swim to the bottom and you might find some, some artifacts. Another one I've noticed, um, Tryon loves to put artifacts inside of a light of some kind. So if there's like a torch or a lamp or something like that that's emitting light, a lot of times they'll stick an artifact in there mm-hmm. because it makes it kind of hard to see it. Like yeah, you'll, that's you'll a good point. maybe just notice, wow, is that light sparkling a little <laughs> bit? Excellent. Is that all your tips for our Well, I have more, but I don't want to take all yours. You got any more places to find artifacts? Um, I was going to mention that they're especially uh, hidden, at least in the old world, they were on top of mountains. And so I used to go mountain climbing all the time. And at the very tops and um, along the borders of different zones, I used to find a lot of artifacts. Yeah, uh Look for hard-to-reach places, nooks, crannies, things mm-hmm. like that, um, underneath a log, inside a hollow log, um, on top of building roofs, if you can get up there, um, on top of rock spires. Um, it's it's kind of, it seems to me, and I, I'm sure that this is true and that this was intentional, but it seems like a lot of artifacts are kind of like in in a place that's challenging to get to mm-hmm. so if you're looking at the area that you're at and you see a place that it looks like you might be able to get up there but it would be tricky you know go ahead and try because there's probably an artifact up there somewhere oh yeah definitely they like to put them in really hard to reach places <laughs> yeah and then sometimes they're just laying on the ground like out in the open mm-hmm. yeah next to the road even yeah yeah, of course, those tend to be, you know, common artifacts that everybody has. And um, it, it seems like the, the rarer ones are more hard to find. It seems that way. All right. So are we moving on? Yeah, I think I'm ready. Puzzles. Oh, one other thing. Be sure and check our show notes for this week. And we will have linked some really good guides to hunting artifacts, puzzles, and cairns. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they'll help you out a lot if uh, if you need some, some more pointers beyond what we can give you on the podcast. So moving on to puzzles. Each zone in the game has a puzzle to find and to solve. So there's kind of uh, two steps of challenge to a puzzle. The first is finding the puzzle. And knowing that it's a puzzle, and then the second <laughs> is solving it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to real quickly, you know, I just said that that we have some guides for you on the forums. Um, obviously, you do what you want. You know, I'm not your mom or your boss or, you know, <laughs> I, I can't make you do anything you don't want to do. But I would really recommend to people, if you're going to go do puzzles or cairns or whatever, 
that um, you start out and pick a zone, say, I want to find the puzzle in this zone, and try to find it by yourself. Yeah, that's a lot of fun doing it that way. Yeah, and, and if you have to use a guide to find it, you've looked all over, you can't find it, that's fine. But then, mm-hmm. you know, once you find it, then try to solve it by yourself. Yeah, I would agree completely. There's some puzzles I just think are either pretty difficult to figure out but only because they're kind of silly like it there's this particular way of doing it and this particular pattern and in that case i'll go and look it up but you're right sometimes i just actually often i just try to do it myself without looking up anything yeah totally and nikki there are some good reasons to do puzzles right you get some rewards and stuff for doing puzzles yeah you can get some great rewards you can get achievements and from those achievements you get sometimes you get titles and you can also get loot so epic um or purple or rare slash blue uh items loot items so that's really really great um oh and sometimes you can even get pets for instance there's an ember isle puzzle and it's uh you it's called the uh, emerald enigma achievement and if you get that achievement you will get the ace of enigmas title and you also get bernie as a pet and he's one of my favorites yeah yeah you asked me i think it was the last episode you asked me what my favorite um companion pet was and i said that i have a lot of them which sounds like a cop-out because it is (laughs) Okay. But um, yeah, Bernie is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, he is really cool. He's one of the Ember Isle spirits, and uh, he smokes a he smokes a pipe. Yeah, a green glowing pipe, right? Yeah, I remember <laughs> when I I first got him, he just kind of had this pipe that he sucked on. But then in <laughs> a uh, in a hot fix, they actually added like an animation to the pipe. So now it, it like has this green glowy stuff that he's smoking and. Um, it's really awesome. I mean, Tryon is just, they kick ass. I mean, how, how many, <laughs> seriously, like how many game companies, you know, making an MMO, they put out some stupid companion pet. And then later after the fact, they're like, Hey, let's add this animation to it just to make it cooler. Because, you know, it's kind of silly that he's sucking on this pipe, but it doesn't seem to have anything in it. Right. <laughs> I mean, I just, I love that stuff. I, I love that stuff. Kind of like, you know, you said on an art segment way back, you were talking about, you know, animations of the the mobs and stuff. And the mm-hmm. companion pets have some great animations. And, and they have, you know, it seems like they have the common animations and then they have more rare animations where if you just stand around for long enough, like they'll do something that they don't normally do. And I just, I love that kind of attention to detail that's in the game. I completely agree. And along with animations is the little sounds that they make. I know you have a cat. I think it's a spirit cat. Um, Yeah, the spirit of tears. Right, which you get from collecting uh, the tear artifacts, I think. And he, like, will um, make a little snarl or something like that when you attack mobs. And I think that's so great. And he meows and stuff. Yeah, he does it when a mob aggro's on you. Oh, okay. He'll go, That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I just discovered that Hottie the Owl hoots, so I'm thrilled about that too. Yeah, I didn't actually hear him hoot, but you said he hooted when I I had him out last night. Yeah, and then it happened again because I randomly pulled him out as well today, and he hooted, so it's really neat. I love it. Very cool. 
So um, also some puzzles will take more than one person to complete. Mm-hmm. Um, may not necessarily be impossible with one person, but mm-hmm. um, if you want to preserve your sanity <laughs> and exactly. keep your hair, then exactly. you might need more than one person <laughs> for some of them. I know we ran around and did some um, together. There was one in Stonefield that speed was of the essence, so it really helped having uh, you there, Lex, to kind of help me. Yeah, and if you ever are just wondering for your own edification um, how patient of a person you are, just do some of the puzzles. And, uh, <laughs> like I show. found out, I am not very patient. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> Never would have guessed, Lex. <laughs> so, Nikki, you got some tips for us on how to find puzzles and maybe even how to figure them out? Sure. Um, mainly my tips regard uh, how to find them. And again, you just have to explore. I know it sounds like a cop out, but they're usually high up. They're in, again, remote locations. Um, one puzzle that I did recently, I had to climb to one of the highest points. It must have been. And I was just climbing, climbing, going through all sorts of mobs to get there. But when I found it, it was even more of a reward. And as far as solving them, a lot of them um, involve patterns of some sort. So, you, for instance, you might have to um, herd bats. There's one achievement for herding bats in, oh, still more? And now, don't give spoilers to the puzzles in case people want to solve them. Don't tell them how to solve them. Okay, I won't. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say that you'll want to look out for any signals. So if you see movement or lights or anything happening on the ground, um, another good tip is pull out your camera as far as it can go and that way you can see the entire puzzle and you won't pick up on or you won't miss any clues and some of the clues uh, might help you solve it. Yeah, and there is at least one puzzle that I know of that is underwater. So also don't, if you haven't found the puzzle in a zone, don't neglect uh, the water areas, not just like lakes and things like that, but also um, off the shore of the zone before you get to the, the deep, deep water. You know, you might find it out there somewhere. Mm, okay, great tip. And again, we will have some guides on our forums um, or not on our forums, on our show notes. Yeah. So feel free to check those out and... Uh, yeah, have some fun finding some puzzles. Definitely, and bring a friend. So next up, we have Cairns, which I have so much trouble saying that word. I'm so terrible at this. You are not alone. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> a lot of people have problems with the word Cairns for some reason. <laughs> I, I think it's the I. It's throwing me off. <laughs> well, it's not a common uh, word in modern English. Um, unless you're an anthropologist, you you may not encounter that word or a gamer of course right. you may not encounter that word at all in <laughs> <Interesting>. your life <laughs> <laughs> all right well these tend to be at high points of the zone also <laughs> so it, i guess the moral of the story is when you're up in those high places look for artifacts look for puzzles and look for cairns <laughs> Right, and a lot of times they're not just at a high point. They're at the highest point of the zone, which um, segues into uh, an, uh, a lot of zones have achievements for finding the highest point in the zone. And so sometimes oh, right. you can get that achievement while you're trying to find the cairn. Mm-hmm. 
And Nikki, you told me earlier today that, that there was one Karen that you found that was underwater, right? Yes. I seem to remember one, and I'm so sorry. I can't remember which zone I was in. I would have to It was it a up, Storm Legion zone. I remember. Yeah. yeah. I, it might have been Ashura, I think. That sounds right. But I think you actually also got the achievement for find, finding the lowest point of the zone like when you found that right, right exactly and i dove down there going oh that looks like something i can loot and sure enough i got the achievement and i got some loot from the cairn because sometimes it will drop um epic purple loot you, at first it just looks like nothing in your bag because it'll be like a dusty sack or something but then you open it and you get some awesome loot so it's great to do it at the appropriate level for whatever zone you're in because then oftentimes you can actually use that loot. Yeah, and if you're just um, questing as you level up you, or even if you're doing dungeons, you're not going to have any purple items as you're leveling. Mm-hmm. So um, the puzzles in the cairns are a great way to get your first purple item. Yeah, yeah. the first time I had looted one, found one and looted one and didn't know that they even existed in the game, I was so thrilled <laughs> to get a purple item. And you can also get achievements and titles from looting cairns um, as well. So another way to get all your variations of titles in the game. Yeah, and we'll tell you more about that in our Overachiever segment. Okay, sounds good, Lex. (laughs) And of course, we do also have a guide uh, to cairns on our show notes, so check them out. Get down on your knees and make it lovely. Our overachievers segment this week involves some interesting achievements that you can get while you're looting um, artifacts, for instance, and also while you're up high in those high places and solving puzzles. So Lex, um, you told me about these in the beginning, and that's an achievement called Journeyman, Journeyman Antiquarian and Expert Antiquarian. Journeyman is after you complete 50 artifact sets, then you get that achievement. And the expert is after you collect 100 artifact sets. And the antiquarian, you actually get a title. You get the title antiquarian, the antiquarian. And for the expert one, you get the title, the compulsive. (laughs) Yep, and it goes farther than that. There is also the master antiquarian uh, achievement for collecting 200 sets and you get the title the magpie <laughs> that's a funny one yeah well magpies um they collect shinies so oh okay i didn't even connect that yeah very cool um grandmaster antiquarian for collecting 300 sets and you get the title <laughs> the hoarder <laughs> supreme antiquarian for collecting 500 sets Whoa. and you get the title the squirrel that Which, one seems out of place. I want that title, though. <laughs> I, I want to be the squirrel. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> and then you can also get an achievement for completing all the fishing artifact sets. And that achievement is just called Fishing for Artifacts. And each zone will also have one or more achievements for collecting the artifact sets that are found in that zone. Um, some examples of that are Artifacts of Free March Achievement for collecting all the artifact sets in Free March and Artifacts of Silverwood Achievement for collecting all the artifact sets in Silverwood. That's right. 
And while you're searching for artifacts, you might come across a puzzle. And you can get the achievement called Puzzled at the Top of the World for finding and completing a puzzle, uh, the puzzle in Silverwood. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that every puzzle you complete will give you an achievement for that puzzle. Right, and that zone probably. Very cool. There's also the Puzzler Achievement. And to get that, you need to find and complete all of the puzzles in the new continents of Brevane and Duskin. And if you get that achievement, you will get the title, The Puzzler. Oh, man, that sounds like a lot of puzzles. (laughs) That sounds like an awesome title to have, though. I really want that one. Now, uh, Nikki and I have been arguing about the next achievement. (laughs) Um, I believe that Nikki is right. And this achievement is called Karen Do. Okay. As in a play of words on can do. Right. Um, but I originally thought the achievement was Karen Doe, as in, you know, the way of Cairns. Um, <laughs> That's cool, though. I like your interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you can get the Karen Do or Karen Doe achievements, up to you, pronunciation, pronunciation for finding all the Cairns in the old world. Um, and if you do that, you will get the achievement or the title called The Mountaineer. That's right. And then there's also the Karen Do 2, and that's for all the New World Karens. And you get the title Searcher of High Places. And I also found out that if you just are at the end of your ropes or you're, you are strapped for time and you must find all the Karens as soon as possible and you don't care about spoilers, Rifthead has the coordinates for some of these spots. So I'll provide a little link for you guys um, if you want all the spoilers. There's also jumping achievements that you can get while you're out there. One of them is called Quick Escape, and you jump from the bridge in Smith's Haven in Free March to get that. And if you're a guardian, you can get the achievement So Much Fun I Did It Once by jumping from the bridge in Sanctum. And of course, Defiant can get that achievement too. It's just a little trickier getting past those guards. Mm -hmm. Um, The jumping achievements, I think, are a little less challenging than they used to be because when you read the text of the achievement, it will say, you know, jump from such and such point without taking any damage. Um, This was from earlier in the game when there was falling damage in the game and they haven't, you know, fixed the text on these achievements since removing falling damage. So obviously you don't have to worry about taking damage anymore um i'm not sure with some of these achievements if you still need to jump from a very precise spot to get them mm-hmm. because the way it worked uh before in the game was um for instance there was an achievement uh jumping achievement on ember isle where you would jump off the waterfall near ember watch at a very specific spot and you had to do it just right so that you would fall all the way down to the bottom mm-hmm. and land in deep enough water that you didn't take any damage. Uh, um so I don't know, you know, for instance for that achievement if you still have to jump from that exact spot or if you can jump from anywhere in that area since you're not going to take damage no matter where you land. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure, but it it does seem that the uh the removal of falling damage from the game has Um, reduce the difficulty of those achievements a little bit, but you can still get them. Yes, I agree completely. And then you can also get the achievement a high point if you climb to the highest mountain in Silverwood. And a lot of zones have 
achievements like this for getting to the highest and or the lowest point in the zone. Mm-hmm, definitely. So check each zone for any artifacts, puzzles, cairns, jumping, and the high points and the low points achievements. <laughs> yeah, and you can do that just by opening your achievement interface. The default hotkey is H as in, oh boy. Or wait. <laughs> oh dear. Hodor. Hodor. There you go. Hodor. Hodor. Um, what was I saying? Hodor. You were saying Hodor. Hodor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the achievement interface by hitting the H hotkey as in Hodor. And you will be able to go to the zones category, the zones tab on left. Go to the zone that you're interested in. And look through the achievements for any achievements for artifacts, puzzles, cairns, high points, low points of the zone, not your career, etc. Soon you will fight. For now, you must learn. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Uh, Today's tips and tricks, I'm going to have kind of a part two to last episode's tips and tricks because I realized uh, after... Um, editing and finalizing and uploading the episode that there were a few points that I wanted to cover that I'd forgotten. Okay. Um, that sounds good. But that's okay. Last week's episode went pretty long, so yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it now. So uh, if you remember last week, I was talking about credits, and I walked you guys through some, some math, and again, all of that is on our show notes from last week's episodes. Uh, where you can see some nice little tables that kind of break down the cost of credits and and kind of gives it to you in credits per dollar. Um, for every dollar you spend, how many credits are you getting? Mm-hmm. Um, the part that I forgot to go into is I was going to bring it back around to some of these new things we've gotten in the Rift store lately, like oh. the new skin tones and the new hair colors. Mm-hmm. And using our credits per dollar figures that we'd figured out last week, let's figure out what does this stuff really cost you? Oh, okay. Okay, so here we go. I haven't even seen this yet. Yeah, so you start out, you can get the skin color bundle. Now, if you guys will remember uh, in one of our special uh, unplugged episodes a, a week or so back, we were talking about the new skin and hair colors, and we we told you that the you know the individual sets are going for seven hundred and twenty platinum apiece, and we mentioned that they had bundles, but we didn't at the time know what the prices are. Well, now we do. So the cost for the skin color bundle, if you want to get all those skin colors and not just one of the sets is 1,800 credits. So if you use the credits per dollar figure based on buying credits at the $20 price, buying credits $20 at a time, Mm -hmm. that skin color bundle will cost you $11.08. Ooh, okay. Okay. Mm, I don't like that. Now, well, it gets better. Oh, okay. (laughs) The hair color set bundle rings in at 2,376 credits. Mm -hmm. At the $20 credit buy price, that comes out to $14.62 to get all the new hair colors. Just for hair color? (laughs) Now, um, for the extended hairstyle set, so this is to get the additional hairstyles, 
that costs you 720 credits, which comes out to $4.43. Okay. So 720 credits, as I just mentioned, is also the price if you just buy one of the skin color sets or one of the hair color sets. It's going to cost you 720 credits, which is $4.43. Okay. So if you want it all, you want it all (laughs) and you want it now... (laughs) And you decide, I'm going to buy the skin color bundle, get all the new skin colors. I'm going to buy the hair color bundle, get all the new hair colors. And I'm going to buy the extended hairstyle set so I can give my character the supreme makeover of a lifetime. Right, yes. That is going (laughs) to cost you 4,896 credits. If you buy those credits for $20 a go mm-hmm. for that price, <laughs> the mm-hmm. final price for all of that will be $30.13. Wow. Obviously, if you're buying your credits with Rex, it's going to mm-hmm. cost you way more than that. If you're buying your credits $5 at a time, it's going to cost you more than that. If you're buying your credits $50 or $100 at a time, it'll cost you a little bit less. Okay. But I think for most people, $20 is about what they're going to spend if they're going to buy credits. Mm-hmm. And so that's a good, you know, yeah, it's, it's a okay. good average for you. And yeah, so $30.13 to get all the new hair colors, hairstyles, and skin tones. Now, that is account-wide, so you don't have to pay 30 bucks for every character. Mm-hmm. But um, still, $30. Uh, Nikki, what do you think? <laughs> I think it's a little much. I mean, the extended hairstyle set you said was $4.43. All right. If they were all brand new hairstyles, but But I don't think they are. Right. They're kind of reused from other um, races. So that's a little. No, they are reused. They are definitely. There's no kind of about it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. That's. That's a little bit much, I guess. But what really blows me away is the hair color bundle that is $14.62 for hair color. So, yeah, that's a little steep for me. How about you, Lex? Are you going to be buying any of those? Oh, hell no. (laughs) Okay, I figured. (laughs) I wouldn't have bought them if they were a third that price. But um, that's just because I really don't care. But yeah. it, even if I did care, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I would never pay that kind of money for it. Okay. And you know, I, someone might be thinking, "Well, you could do it with in-game platinum for right. Rex." But yeah. and you could. But let me just tell you, folks: um, four thousand eight hundred ninety-six credits. You're going to need four Rex to get that many credits. Oh. And they're going for around a thousand platinum a piece on our server right now. So mm-hmm. you're talking four thousand platinum. Yeah. If you want to buy these with in-game currency, um, you know, that's a lot of platinum. I don't care who you are. That's a lot of platinum. (laughs) Yeah, I've never had that much at once. Even if you're Kiwi, that's a lot of platinum. (laughs) Well, Kiwi, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, excellent. Yeah, so, um, yeah, there's the cost. Again, you can see our show notes um, Mm -hmm. for this episode and the last episode if you're curious curious about the math involved but basically all i did was i took the amount of credits and the amount that you're spending for them and figured out the credits per dollar so i took the number of credits divided by 
the number of dollars. And then I took that number and took the cost and credits of whatever you're wondering about in the store. Mm -hmm. And you take that cost and you divide by your credits per dollar number. And that tells you how many dollars that thing is going to cost you. So it is unfortunate that you have to go through all this math uh, gymnastics to figure out what something really costs you on the Rift store. But I very strongly, strongly recommend that you do that um, because you should always know what you're paying for what. Right, exactly. It's good to have as much info as you can. Absolutely. So last week I also talked a bit about patronage and despite all the poo-pooing that we're doing on the Rift Store and how much things cost, Nikki and I are both strong believers that patronage is very much worth it if you can yeah. afford it. Mm-hmm. Right. Very much worth it. Oh, and speaking of patronage, I just remembered a point I wanted to make just a few seconds ago. Okay. Um, That $30.13 to get the new skin, hair, color, and hairdos, Mm -hmm. um, if you think about it, if you're buying patronage or back in the day, you're buying a subscription, a month at a time, full price, that's $15 a month. So basically, for what it would cost you to get that stuff, you could subscribe for two months or have patronage mm. for two months, That's paying top point. dollar with no discounts. Yeah. Hmm. So, so that me- makes it even seem less worth it to me. Right, because I'd rather have 60 patronage. 60 days of gameplay or right. some new colors for my hair. Mm. <laughs> okay, so anyway, getting back to patronage, mm-hmm. um, a point I wanted to make last week that I forgot to is... Just to remember everybody, um, if because I recommended everybody if you're buying your patronage a month at a time that you want to do it through the in-game Rift Store, paying for it uh, with credits, getting that 30-day patron pass because you're going to save a dollar seventy, I believe was the figure over what you would pay on the website just buying patronage. Um, I also wanted to point out that if you're already a patron at the time that you make that purchase on the store, um, patrons get a 10% discount for everything on the store that they buy with credits. So you would actually save that 10% on, on buying your patronage if you are a patron at the time that you buy it. Excellent. Didn't know that. So yeah. So not only can you save $1.70 a month, by getting your patronage in game with credits but as long as you buy your next month's patronage before the previous month runs out you can save another 10 percent right there very cool thank you for the tip lex so you know 15 dollars for a month that's a dollar 50 you can i don't know buy something with that these days can't you <laughs> piece of gum or something yeah I don't know. some water <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and finally, a special bonus tips and tricks for you guys this week. Um, Everybody's sick of hearing about it, but I have (laughs) talked about almost every episode. One of my favorite things in my bags, my unseen insignia, Mm -hmm. which is a device that lets me teleport to Meridian whenever the hell I want, as long as I don't try to do it more than twice in an or more than once in an hour. Yeah. Um, And I gave really vague directions on how to get that. Mm -hmm. So um, I have specifics now. I decided to look them up instead of just telling you, go do whatever quest you can do for the unseen man. I mean, the faceless man. Be his bitch for long enough and you (laughs) might give you the unseen insignia. Well, you don't have to be the faceless man's bitch or at least not (laughs) his bitch all the time, just for a little while. 
what you want to do, and again, this is for Defiance uh, Guardians. I have no clue. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I would hope yeah, and <laughs> assume that there is a similar item for Guardians that will let you teleport to Sanctum, but I have no idea what it is, what it's called, or how you get it. If anybody knows <laughs> and you'd like to let us know, we will let everybody else know. Definitely. Any Guardian players out there, represent. Okay, <laughs> so you want to get the achievement called Agent of the Unseen. And the way you get this achievement is by doing a series of story quests for the Unseen Man or the Faceless, faceless man. man. I always call him that. The Unseen Man. He's, He's the invisible. man that works for the Unseen. Yeah. It's just his face that's unseen. <laughs> um, and it involves Uriel, Uriel and nice. Kira. Kira. Mm-hmm. Kira, one of the best voice acted characters in the game, I think. And yeah, Uriel, she's awesome. one of the worst voice acted characters in the Aww, game. I don't mind Uriel. Oh, I hate her fake accent. It's so Aww. terrible. Um, anyway, uh, to get this achievement, you will do the following quests. The first quest is called An Unwanted Assignment, and then Tracking a Traitor. A mysterious letter, rebuilding a mystery, kind of a kind of a riff on the song there, right? Uh, We're rebuilding the mystery. Oh, I don't know that song, sadly. Sarah McLaughlin, <laughs> you don't know that song? No, building I don't. The mystery. No, <laughs> sorry, Lex. If it weren't for copyright, I would play it, <laughs> but I won't. I don't want to get sued. Okay. Uh, next is the quest, not without a trace, and finally the quest, Uriel's fate. So mm-hmm. if you complete these quests. You will get the achievement Agent of the Unseen and you will get the Unseen Insignia and then you will be cool like us. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. It was pretty fun. I like that line. I'm just kidding. You guys are already cool because you listen That's to right. good podcasts and you play an awesome game. Yep. That makes you cool in my book. How about you, Nikki? Of course. Same here. We have wonderful listeners. Absolutely. <laughs> Prepare to be destroyed, heroes. Lex, as the leader of a guild, there are a lot of decisions that you guild have to leader. make. Guild <laughs> leader! It did sound like an ad, didn't it? <laughs> guild leader! <laughs> Very nice. I might actually know that song that you're spoofing. All right. So, Hellraiser? Yes. <laughs> so... You have to make some calls, such as deciding on the ranks for different members and the different permissions that they get. How does this all work for you? Okay. um, Well, if you are in a guild right now, you can kind of check this out for yourself if you go into your guild window and uh, you can look at ranks and permissions and you can look at Mm -hmm. um, ranks and permissions (laughs) and more permissions and more ranks. basically when you form a guild there are a number of ranks in that guild Mm -hmm. they are um, already named I don't even remember what they're named but you can change the name of the ranks to whatever you want for instance um our, our ranks in our guild, I, I used uh, Star Trek ranks. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to do with Rift, right? Um, right. But uh, 
for each rank, you can define um, what permissions that rank has. So basically, the the interface is really easy. Okay. Um, you just scroll through the screen, and there's all the different permissions that ranks can have, and you just check or uncheck check boxes. Um, some some of examples of different permissions is you know certain ranks can have access to the officer chat, mm-hmm. which is like guild chat, but it's a separate channel that's intended for officers in the guild t- to use. Um, certain ranks you can define uh, what kind of abilities they have with the guild dimension. Mm-hmm. Can they? Uh, place items in the dimension can they pick items up can they change the name of the dimension things like that you okay. can also set up what kind of access to the guild bank the different ranks have so your guild bank you know when you start out you you know you have to buy the first tab of the guild bank and then you can later buy more tabs mm-hmm. and so you can limit certain tabs to certain ranks you can say how many stacks someone can take from that tab uh, per day, or you can make it unlimited. You can also set up where certain ranks in your guild can use the guild bank funds to pay for their uh, soul healing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot of a lot of things like that, like who can put down rally banners. Uh, who can invite people to the guild, who can kick people from the guild, who can promote people, who can uh, rename the guild, who can respond to guild finder messages. All those kinds of things are permissions that you can set up on a rank per rank basis. So you can set it up to where, you know, when people first come into the guild, they can't get into your guild bank. They can't take stuff out. They can't, muck around with your dimension and then you can you know make the ranks have more um things they can do as they go higher up in rank and they kind of earn earn your trust okay kind of thing okay okay excellent it just seems like it would be a lot of work trying to figure out who belongs to what rank and keeping track of permissions but it sounds like it's not that difficult um, well, like many things in life, it's a lot easier if you're well organized. <laughs> right. So I would definitely recommend um, coming out, co- coming up with a system that makes sense. For instance, uh, in our guild, we, we used to do it a little differently, but since we've uh, made the guild open to all our listeners of the podcast, mm-hmm. um, I anticipate the guild eventually becoming quite large. Yeah. And so I decided to set up the promotions in a way that is very black and white, cut and dry, very easy for you and me to administrate. So Mm -hmm. for instance, in our guild, promotions are pretty much for the most part based just upon how long you've been in the guild. Mm -hmm. You know, you start out at, at an introductory um, rank, which in our guild is called a cadet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as a cadet, um, you can't make withdrawals from the guild bank. You can't put down rally banners. Um, and there are some other limitations to the cadets. But mm-hmm. in our guild, all someone has to do to 
advance from a cadet to a crewman, which mm-hmm. is the next rank, is all they have to do is join our forums and post an introduction thread or post in the thread in our guild forum, um, just kind of letting us know who they are. And once they do that, they are considered a crewman. Right. And then from that point on, most of the ranks are just based on time in the guild. So once they're in the guild for, say, a month, then they get promoted to the next rank, which mm-hmm. is Ensign in, okay. in our guild. Um, and I just did that because, you know, if our guild gets as big as I think it will in the future, that will be much easier for me and you and the other guild officers to know who's eligible for promotion and who's not, because they can just look in that thread, see when their introductory post was mm-hmm. and figure out how many you know months they've been in the guild. And that tells you what rank they should be. Um, if, if you have a smaller guild, then you can be... Um, you, you can do it differently, but right. I would definitely recommend whatever you decide to do that you spell it out to your oh, guild yeah. members. Mm-hmm. We have a couple threads on our guild forum. One is our uh, guild ch- charter and mm-hmm. philosophy, which is basically kind of the quote unquote rules of the guild, the <laughs> right. standards we expect people to uphold. And for our guild, I like to think that there are very, very few rules. Yeah. And that's intentional. I, I'm not a fan of rules. I, I believe in common sense and people just doing the right thing. We all know what the right thing is to do. <laughs> um, but I've been in and seen guilds where they have very extensive lists of do's and don'ts and things oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so it can go from, from one side of the spectrum to the other, mm-hmm. how involved your guild charter and philosophy is. But you definitely want to spell out for your members... Um, what you expect from them. Yeah. And then we also have another post that tells um, what each rank is, what they can do, what their responsibilities are, which ranks are considered officers. So for new members, if they have some kind of question or problem, who they can go to with those issues. Mm -hmm. And it also spells out um, how the promotions work so that people... Because some people, you know, they join a guild and they right away, they want to be an officer or they Mm want to be one of the movers and shakers of the guild. Mm -hmm. And those kinds of people, they want to know. What do I have to do? Yeah. Yeah. And so whatever, you know, the qualifications are in your guild, I definitely recommend that you spell that out on a document somewhere that people can read so that they can know if they want to advance in ranks, you know, how they can do that and, and what you want from them. Yeah, and I think it helps clarify the fact that it isn't a pop, just a popularity contest. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, anybody who does blank, for instance, anybody who posts an introduction of any kind, <laughs> it can be three sentences, will get this, you know, promotion or rank, whatever it is. Yeah, and, and that said, our higher ranks, especially once you get to where you're an officer in our guild, are more... Um, merit based so it's not just a thing of being in a guild for a certain amount of time right um, they have to have shown you know team spirit and things like that and have <laughs> team spirit have people other people in the guild you know willing to vouch for them and that kind of thing um, so there's definitely a lot of ways you can set up your guild um, if you're wanting to start a guild I just really encourage you to think about all this stuff before you even start. Um, because 
as a leader, one of the worst things you can do is to appear to either not know what you're doing or not be sure what to do or what you want to do. Um, it's very good to have all these things figured out ahead of time so that you can be very decisive and um, not be wishy-washy and changing mm-hmm. your no- mind all the time because that just gives people the impression that you don't know what the hell you're doing. And <laughs> you you know, I mean, it, it's kind of silly. It's a video game, but being the leader of a guild in Rift, you are a leader. And so anything that applies to being a leader in any other, you know, venture in life uh, applies. Being a good leader is being a good leader, no matter if it's being a guild leader or being a, a manager at a company or, you know, being the president of the United States. Good <laughs> leadership is good leadership. All right. Very good. So did I answer your question about the guild ranks and permissions? Yes, you did. Were there any other tips um, that you can give our guild leader listeners or just guildies in general listening to the podcast? No, not that I can think of, but I I do have something I want to say to those of our listeners who are planning or considering uh, joining our guild. Okay. Um, First of all, I want to thank all of our new guildies that we've gotten in the past week or two. Yes. Thank you, everyone. We have gotten a lot of new people in our guild Mm -hmm. and everybody has been great. Everybody seems like they're they're great people, and I'm really looking forward to getting to know all of you better. And I also want to thank you guys for your patience. Um, the guild has grown quite a bit in a small amount of time, and we've kind of uh, changed the direction of the guild a little bit. So if things seem a little disorganized right now, um, just thank you for your patience and just hang in there and we're uh, we're gonna get it all worked out and that's right and we just have to move our boxes and unpack <laughs> get, get things going smoothly <laughs> that's um, right. but for those of you who are thinking about joining our guild and mm-hmm. haven't done so yet I just want to point out that our guild is on the Fablight server which is a, a role-playing server yeah and I have said before that you do not have to role play to play on Fablight, and that's true. Correct. And you do not have to role play to play in our guild, and that's true. Mm-hmm. However, something it occurred to me I should make people aware of: if you're making a character on Fablight or you're transferring to Fablight, that because it is a role playing server, um, Tryon is a little more. Um, stringent, stringent on the the rules for naming your character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it is a role playing server. So your character names should be uh, RP names. And I just I just want to warn people because if someone complains to a GM about your character's name on the server on Fablight because it is an RP server. Um, most servers, I think they would just be like, well, sorry, unless it's something racist or something like that, yeah. you know, there's not really anything we can do, but on mm-hmm. Fablight, um, if, if they decide that your name is not quote unquote RP enough, mm-hmm. they will make you change it. 
So just um, if you're not sure, there there are um, guidelines to character naming um, on Tryon's site, mm-hmm. and just look over those. But but basically, if your character name has any kind of pop culture reference or you know Star Wars or just something that <laughs> is way outside of Rift. Yeah. Um, there is a good chance that someone eventually will complain to a GM and they will make you change it. And it's really frustrating, especially if you've played your character for a long time and just for some reason no one's noticed, you know, your Leia 69 character or whatever it is. <laughs> and then someone finally complains and, you know, you've made a lot of friends uh, and everybody knows you and you have to change your name. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a pain. So I just want to warn people. If you're coming to Fablelight to play with us, um, you're more than welcome. But maybe, yes. you know, think twice before you name your character R two D two or, you know, Funyuns are best or something like that. <laughs> like, oh, that's awesome! Try try to come up with a, a decent RP name. If you can't, um, when you're making a character, there is a random name button, and you can just keep clicking that until it gives you something you like. Um, and just one final note, RP does not mean that your name can't be stupid because, um, I made a guardian alt just for the purpose of, uh, being able to accept and turn in the guardian quests Mm -hmm. for the guild. And I had no intention of ever playing this character. So I just used the random name thing Mm -hmm. and I ended up with the name doily. (laughs) The character's name is Doily. Yeah. (laughs) D-O-Y-L-Y. So I could see someone reporting me to a GM just because my name is so incredibly stupid. (laughs) But they can't really do anything because the game itself gave me my name. So So yeah, you can have a stupid name. Just, you know, not, um, not a name that doesn't fit in the world, I guess. Okay. Good tip. Kira. Would you like to see a trick I learned? No, I don't find that sort of thing amusing. Come now, Kira. I am sure you would enjoy it. Apparently, giving life creatures a dose of death magic is explosive. Oh, very well. Show me this trick. All right, everybody. Well, that pretty much wraps up episode eight of Through the Rift. Artifacts, Puzzles, and Cairns. Woohoo! So, Lex, why don't you tell our listeners how they can contact us? Well, there are a lot of ways you can contact us. I would say there are a plethora <laughs> of ways you can contact us. <laughs> okay. We are on iTunes and Stitcher. You can get those links as well as many other helpful links in our show notes on LexStarWalker.com. You can also subscribe to our RSS feed there so you can grab our new podcast episodes with your application of choice. That's right. And we want to give a big thank you to Weedabits for your five-star review on iTunes. Um, we really hope that you end up enjoying Rift. And if you're looking for a good guild, you can always join us on Fablight. Yes, thank you very much. And we would also like to send out a thank you and a shout out to Joseph from the Massive Failure podcast. And we will have a link to his podcast in our show notes. 
Um, he gave us a very nice uh, shout out on his last episode. Um, he mentioned our podcast and said some some very nice things about what we're doing, and we really appreciate appreciate that. Um, Joseph is a scholar and a gentleman. He did not <laughs> even let us know. I know that he'd done this. You know, a lot of people <laughs> will give you a shout out, but then they'll they'll say, "Hey, you know, I I mentioned you on my podcast right. in the hopes <laughs> that you know you'll plug them back," which which is fine. That's how the world works. But not Joseph. No the the only reason <laughs> I even found out about this is I pay a lot of attention to our our stats on our website, and mm-hmm. I notice that we were getting um, some some people coming over from his website, which is mmo-troll.com. Okay. And I didn't know about this website, so I went and checked it out and found mm-hmm. out it's the website for this Massive Failure podcast. And uh-huh. um, he you know, mentioned us in the show notes and linked link to our site and so i i downloaded the podcast and and checked it out and sure enough he he talked about us and he uh he covers um mmos in in general he um the the episode i listened to he talked about rift he talked about guild wars 2 he talked about defiance Mm -hmm. world of warcraft so um He's uh, not so much, you know, focused on one particular game, but just covering the MMO games as a whole. So uh, check it out. Very cool. It sounds like it could appeal to a lot of different people. Yes. So thanks again, Joseph. Really appreciate it. Definitely. Thank you for the kind words. We're glad that you're enjoying not only the show, but the beer segment as well. Yes. Yes. Yet another uh, person enjoying our random beer (laughs) segment. So I guess we'll keep doing it. Yes. And you can always email us any comments or questions or any requests that you have for topics that you'd like us to cover on the cast, theriffpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also join us on our forum community at throughtherift.createaforum.com. Please join us there, join the forums, and uh, tell us what you think about the show or just talk with other people who are playing Rift and yeah. And you can follow us on Twitter, too, for updates and to find out when we're recording next at The Rift Podcast. All right. Well, that is all our contact information. We are easy to get a hold of, easy to talk to. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reach out to us and we will respond to your message. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. And above all, enjoy the game. Hodor. Hodor. Odor. Odor. She said Odor. <laughs> <laughs>episodes music provided by ish cloudwalker renfield and transboy please see the show notes for more details at lexstarwalker.com i'm awesome in a world torn by war (laughs) in a world where only the strong survive one man stands alone This is not his story. (laughs) Hodor. She said Hodor.